It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. You are listening to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Sam Lubman and Joe Shasky coming at you every week with all the best Giants content out there. Make sure you're liking, reviewing, subscribing to this podcast. Share it with your friends so we can really boost those numbers out. And again, if you're looking for great Giants content, this is where you got to be listening to. So we had Dave Fleming on the morning roast yesterday on Wednesday. And uh, I want to play a clip here that he kind of talked about where basically kind of talk about the Giants plan being back on. And I kind of want to get into just kind of with the Giants playing well right now, with the farm system starting to show some sort of, well, you know what, let's hear what Dave had to say and then we'll get into it. Because the Giants, this whole thing, all the angst from Giants fans these last few years, I think has stemmed from one decision. And that is when Farhan was hired, Farhan decided we're not tanking. We're not doing it. We're going to try to compete while we build up our farm system. And, but there's two parts to that. They didn't tank, and then we got 2021 out of it, which was an amazing, joyful season. Mm. But then the other part of the plan last year really went off the rails. Yeah. And it's, it's back on now. And that's, this has been the plan all along, which is to try to compete while you might have to you know, mix and match and use some patchwork stuff with some shorter term free agents. But, you know, while we build that farm system and the Giants have been heavily criticized for that, to me, unfairly, because that's the way you do it. If you're going to do both at the same time, you're going to have to use aspects of both. There you go, Shasky. The plan is back on. Would you say that the Giants plan is kind of getting back on track based on kind of what we've been seeing so far this season from the Giants? You ever watch any of these Viking shows when they're they're out at sea and they're they're in one of their, you know, Viking serpent boats and they're going to go try to invade a foreign territory and all of a sudden like the gods opened up the skies and <laughs> pushed them left and right and you know, it feels like they're on the brink. That's what Farhan felt like with this fan base. Like he was on the brink of not only mutiny within the boat, you know, from, yeah. from some of the people that were on that boat with them, but also from the seas, as in the fans around them rocking that boat. And it does feel like everybody woke up and the sun is now shining on their faces. They may not know where they're going, 
but they survived the storm like they did. It's been one winning season since the Obama administration. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use that line again over and over and over yeah. again. It's true. And you look up and you're like, Patrick Bailey's showing some promise. Wow. Like there's something there. Camilo Duvall, boy, he looks really good, right? Really, really, mm-hmm. really, really, really good. He kind of came out of nowhere. Logan Webb, I know the numbers don't look great. He's pitched really well. Oh, he's had he's- an incredible month of May. Absolutely. He's low-key leading the National League in innings pitch. That might have changed actually the last couple of days, but he's up there amongst the, the league leaders in innings pitch right now. Okay, and now Casey Schmidt, who everyone loves. And then you got Tyro Estrada, who to me looks like at minimum – you know, he'll be a five-year middle infielder for the Giants. He's already been one for one season. He's mm-hmm. going to be one again this year. Like, this is a guy that you can play into his 30s and have under team control for relatively inexpensive. Um, yeah, I feel really optimistic, and I can't believe I'm saying that. Everything seems to be pointed arrow up for this team. And so, like those Vikings surviving the storm in their boat, they wake up, and wow, the sun's shining on your face, and wait. Is that land a hoe? Like, that's what it feels like with all of these prospects being ready to get called up. And the minor league system, it feels like, has done a complete 180. And whereas everyone was looking terrible a year ago, they all look positive now. Yeah, and I think that... I think it kind of goes into a slight like last year was a very frustrating year that tested the patience of a lot of Giants fans. And I think rightfully so, because it just it really was a year where nothing was going right. And when things aren't going right, it's kind of hard to see how things might kind of reverse course. I do think at the end of the day, like this is why I was really banging the table on being patient with Farhan's plan last year, because it the way he describes it, it it's very simple. But overall, it, it is a long term process. And one thing I would always say is that I really do not think that people really appreciated or I don't know if appreciates the right word, but really just digested how down bad the Giants were at the end of the 2018 season when Farhan got here. This was a very, very bad farm system with no real contributors anywhere near close to reaching the big league level. I mean, Joey Bart was one of the top prospects when uh, Farhan got here, and he had only been in the system for a year. Uh, You had a team that had desperately tried to turn a 98-loss team into a 90-something win team by shipping out guys like Brian Reynolds and Christian Arroyo and bringing in uh, Andrew McCutcheon and Evan Longoria, respectively. Now, Arroyo's kind of bounced around a little bit since he left, uh, but he's, I think, kind of become a a capable player for the Red Sox. Brian Reynolds has become one of the better players in the National League, and I definitely think that the Giants, you know, could have used a guy like him, but... It was, it was a tough situation that Farhan worked into. It was going to take a long time to clean the muck out. And a part of me, I, I do respect the fact the Giants tried to kind of do this two-timeline thing of putting a competitive team on the field while also trying to rebuild, and while also acknowledging just how difficult it is. I remember uh, back in uh, February 2020, going to the season ticket event with uh, where you can meet Farhan and Gabe Kapler, and I remember talking to Farhan, just being like, you know, hey, you know, what, what kind of what's the, the future going to look like for this team? And he kind of said, you know, we're very anti-tanking. We're always going to do what we can to put the most competitive team on the field. And that is how Farhan is. He wants to win. He enjoys competing. He hates losing. And we kind of also talked about you want to create a template, you know, a template where you, you have the set kind of process for how you bring guys up. Plug them into the team, plug them into the big league roster, and then go from there. Our uh, our board op on the show, Joe Spadoni, he sent a really uh, a, a text the other night that kind of stuck out to me when uh, he mentioned the Dodgers seem to have a never ending pipeline of great pitching prospects. And I kind of corrected him and said, no, they just have a never ending pipeline of prospects. Period. 
because that's what the Dodgers do. They have a system, a, a template in place that just cranks out great minor leaguers. And it's why I am convinced the Dodgers will never, ever be bad again because they have a really good system in place. You know who helped build that system, Shasky? Farhan Zaidi. Outside of Andrew Freeman, those are the only two guys who know how to build a system like what the Dodgers have. And that is why I really was kind of holding out on being patient with Farhan. We've seen it work in other places. We know it was going to take a little bit. Uh, it's going to take a while, maybe a longer, little bit longer than we wanted. But now you're really starting to see, you know what? The plan, it did make sense. The supplemental players, they are contributing. Mitch Hanniger, he's coming around. Michael Conforto, looks like he could be a useful player this year. Couple that now with the actual farm system producing. And yeah, when I see Farhan walking around the ballpark these days, his head's a little bit higher right now. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Look, the tide's turning. The tide is absolutely turning. I'm way more optimistic. I'm pivoting. Most Giants fans are way more open and more optimistic than they were a couple weeks ago. But Sam, the aspirations mm -hmm. are championships. Like once you won a championship and then you won a second one, and then you want a third one. That's what you're trying to become. Okay. So we do need to also have the proper perspective to understand when you become like the Cardinals, when you become the more successful at the winning of world series in the last 30 years, than the Dodgers, that's the bar, not just being competitive and seeing some yeah. youngsters. So this is a great first couple of steps Exactly. And I think steps is the right way. I, I, I do want to acknowledge that. Like to yeah. me, like, and I know you, I want to win at the highest level. I want to win the way the Astros win. Oh, absolutely. Like, I do think that it's important to acknowledge perspective. You know, just like last year, I tried not to get too down on the process yes. when it was struggling. Yes. I'm not going to declare it a full on success just yet. Because, again, you want it. You don't want to get too high. You don't want to get too exactly. low. You want to still be kind of rational about it. Look at, I'm not yeah, looking in at the same way, way in yeah. the same way that we are looking at the Carlos Correa contract. And it's only a couple of months and you want to freak out. And I'm saying, caught, you know, be patient. You can say the same about Casey Schmidt. His come up right now feels like wow oh my god it feels real but it could all come crashing back down and i exactly. hope it doesn't but but we we do need to be able to think about that a little yeah and the thing about casey casey schmidt's a good example here um because again the way he's hitting right now it's obviously not going to last forever exactly. he's not going to be a 350 a 400 hitter for his entire right. career awesome if he is i'm, I'm not going to complain if he is obviously but, you know, a couple of things like uh, on Saturday night, Schmidt went hitless or not Saturday day against the Marlins. It was a hitless day for Casey Schmidt. I noticed they were really kind of going inside on him, low inside corner. I asked Gabe Capra after the game, is that something you're noticing? Are guys, are pitchers attacking him? They're trying to find weaknesses. Gabe kind of shot back saying, I think you're being a little too granular about that, but he's not worried about Casey Schmidt. A fair answer to what I thought was a fair question. Because, um, yeah, I was being a little bit nitpicky with Schmidt. He has yet to draw a walk. 
And uh, he's been very aggressive with uh, swinging the bat. I think he, I heard he's like swinging at 61% of his pitches, which is second in baseball. We had Gabe Kapler on the morning roast this morning. He was talking about how they want to get him to be a little bit more selective with his swing choices. So yeah. there are things that they are going to have to workshop with him. So he swung at the most, second most amount of pitches in baseball. I did not know that. Yeah, I think it was uh, Hanser Alberto, I believe, is uh, is is the other one. I was, uh, I'll, I'll be honest, the source is that of that the is kid from the Marlins. I, no, that's Luis Luis Araz. I'm oh, totally, boy, he's a stud, huh? Yeah, but uh, I'll be, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I, I pulled that stat straight from Andrew Baggerly, so I want to cite my source there. I like that. But, no, I like um, that. I didn't know. But that. yeah, they're, they're, he's it's the the, the trick is going to be for Casey Schmidt. How do you? And this is something I want to ask him at some point. You know, how do you? on the one hand, maintain your aggressive nature at the plate while at the same time being more selective and hitting the right pitch. That's what the Giants are very much about. And I want to get into that in a second in terms of just their hitting approach in the next segment. But that's going to be the thing with Schmidt. And yeah, there's going to be ups and downs there. The point is, I think there's there's a level of patience you still need to exercise yes. with the Giants. But right now, you could say the patience is at least kind of, it, it's paying off a little bit. Am I looking at this team and saying they're a playoff team? No, I don't think so. I'm not saying playoffs right now. Right now I'm in, it would be cool if they make the playoffs mode. Uh, I don't think this is a team that they should be making playoff, like playoff, like trades at the no. deadline. Yeah, no, let's this is not the future. Let's just keep moving forward, positive steps. That's what I like to see. And that's how you know that the Giants plan is still working. I thought last year at the end of the year, they were a year away from being a year away. If that makes any sense. whatsoever. Now I feel like, no, they're about a year away. Like from everything coming up and them, you know, being aggressive and start thinking about, you know, what do we have too much of in the minors that we could get rid of to, to get something that maybe we don't have in full supply at the big league level or in the minor league level. I'm with you, but look, I'm super optimistic, so I hope it doesn't come off like I am not, because I truly am. No, no, I think, again, be optimistic right now. Just don't be over the moon about your optimism, and hopefully they can keep maintaining this this current pace that they're at right now, because this kind of sets up kind of like 2009. We're at the end of 2009, or even 2008. I remember when when that season ended in 2008, you knew, like, oh, it's it's next year's about to be legit. And at the end of 2009 season, you knew that there that you felt that this team was on the precipice of something special. Agreed. They, I don't know. I, I I wasn't expecting World Series at the end of two thousand nine. Um, mainly because it just you know, it's been so long and never happened in my lifetime. Why would you? But you felt like we were on the cusp of something special with the Giants. And the way things are progressing this season right now, they could be in a in a, in a similar position once this season comes to an end.